If you're an author or plan to be one, get excited because this podcast is for you. Book Marketing Mentors is the only podcast dedicated to helping you successfully market and sell your book. If you're ready for empowering conversations with successful marketing mavens, then grab a coffee or tea and listen in to your host, international best-selling author, Susan Friedman. Welcome to Book Marketing Mentors, the weekly podcast where you learn proven strategies, tools, ideas, and tips from the masters. Every week, I introduce you to a marketing master who will share their expertise to help you market and sell more books. Today, my special guest mentor of the week is author coach Shelley Hitz. Shelley is an award-winning international best-selling author, professional speaker, podcast host, author coach, and business strategist. She's coached thousands of authors through her books, training programs, online events, seminars, and more. She's been writing and publishing books since 2008 and has personally authored over 40 books, including print, ebook, and audiobook formats. However, she is best known for injecting energy and enthusiasm into everything she does and inspiring those around her to take action. So, Shelley, an enthusiastic welcome to the show. And thank <laughs> you for being this week's expert and yes. mentor. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. I'm delighted to be here and I just can't wait to dive in. Okay, then. So, Shelley, you're well known for helping authors write and publish their books, and you're also a phenomenal marketer. So, let's focus on book and author marketing. Could you talk to us about your promotional pyramid, which I know that you've created for marketing books? So, talk to us about that. I'm the type of coach that I don't teach something unless I've done it myself. So, I teach from my own experience my own success and failures, <laughs> the mistakes that I've made. And as I began to transition my career and really just focus on publishing and marketing books, I ended up having some great success. We've sold over a hundred thousand books and people, you know, would just ask me like, how are you doing this? I need to sell more books. Like that's the question I get from authors. How do I sell more books? <laughs> I want to sell more books. And so it's like reverse engineering my own success. And it's like, what did I do? What was it? And many times people want the magic pill. <laughs> Very <laughs> the easy, much so. Yes. Yeah, the easy button. They want that software that will blast their book out and give them thousands of sales, or they want the, the promotion trick, or you want the quick, easy button to more book sales. And sure, there are going to be times when you can do one-time promotions that will give you a huge boost, and it will give you a great flood of sales at that time. But really, when I was starting to look at my own success and reverse engineer, what did I do? It was really in building my author platform. And when I was thinking about it, I was getting ready to speak into a live workshop. This idea for promotion pyramid came to me because I'm very visual. I don't know if you are the same way, Susan, but I see things in pictures and I like to teach with illustrations. And so the promotion pyramid made sense for me. You know, if you think about a pyramid, it's like a triangle and there's three main aspects to an author platform and to the success that I've seen for myself and other authors. And it is your website, which is your home online. It doesn't mean you have to blog, but you have a place where people can find you 
and they can connect with you. They can find links to your books. I've reviewed many author platforms over the years, and it it astounds me how some authors bury their books on their website. I'm like, where do I buy your book? Where do I find your book? And so there's just having that place online. And then your social media, which a lot of authors cringe when they hear social media. It's like, no, (laughs) but it doesn't have to be hard. And I love to teach systems. I love to teach automation. And it doesn't mean that you're like a bot or a robot. It's your words. It's your messages. It's your connecting with your audience, but you can use scheduling tools. You can use all sorts of things so that you're not on social media all day, every day. You're doing what you love, which is writing or whatever it is you love to do. (laughs) So social media, choose one or two platforms, find where your target audience is online and spend time there. And then the third part of the promotional pyramid is your email subscriber list. And that has been the number one way I've sold books over the years is just continuing to build my tribe, build my lifers, those people that know, like, and trust me. And there's just a certain group of my followers that will buy everything that I put out, you know, buy every book that I share. And I I write in kind of two different genres, but building that tribe and continuing to nurture them. So that's a lot to take in. I know. It is. Whoa, we just were drinking out of the fire hose here. So let's go back one by one. Let's take them one by one. The website. You talk about the author website. And often I work with authors and they think they have to have a book website versus an author website. What's your feeling about that? My feeling is we need to keep it simple. So what happens, I find, is authors are like, ooh, I have to have a website for this book and this book and this book and this thing and this thing and this niche and this. It's like, and then they have 10 websites that they're not updating. They're not, you know, taking care of them. They get in overwhelm. And I want people to, instead of being overwhelmed, to be effective. I like to say work smarter, not harder. And so... I have been in that same place before because I'm the typical entrepreneur or author with a million ideas. And I've really decided it's so much simpler when you can have an umbrella for what you do. Now, that doesn't mean every author is going to have only one website. So sometimes it makes sense to have different websites, but the simpler you can keep it, the better. Because if you have one website to update, one website to blog at or to, you know, put things on. It's just your focus is going to be there. And you're going to just be able to have so much more impact in your marketing efforts than being spread out into 10 different directions. I like that because you're absolutely right. And also the idea that you are the person behind the book and people I believe are buying you versus just the book. Would you agree with that? I do. And I transitioned about a year and a half ago into a personal brand. And so my personal brand is ShellyHits.com. And then I can have the things that I do underneath that brand. And if something changes and things go in a completely different direction in five years from now, I can keep my personal brand. You know, I can keep that. So it is, it's just more freeing and you can have more flexibility. You're not locked into a certain genre or certain niche. And I really like in this day and age, 2016, having a personal brand because in order to stand out amongst all the competition, you really have to put you into your marketing. You really have to put your personality, 
the little bit of you. And that doesn't mean you have to do it in the same way I do it. We're all different. We all have different strengths. And that's what I coached authors on. Find your sweet spot, find your strengths, find where you shine, find what God has given you and use those in your marketing. You don't have to do what I'm doing. And that's the other thing that I think authors get into is like that trap of feeling like they have to do everything. Yes. And that's when it becomes overwhelming. Yes. Because as you just, you know, reeled off for all the different components of your promotional pyramid, I mean, there were so many little subsections of um, those three main concepts. So let's talk about, continue talking about the website. And you mentioned whether you decide to blog or not. What are your feelings about blogging? I think a lot of authors just think naturally because they're writers, they're authors, they're publishing content, they have to have a blog. Now, I don't think that necessarily has to be the case, but I do love having a blog. I think it's a great idea. But the other thing is, if you have a blog, you don't have to always do it in a traditional way. So you can blog and just use video content. Look at Jeff Walker. I think it's jeffwalker.com. He mostly does video and he doesn't even have them transcribed most of the time. It's mostly just a video and a few paragraphs. You can do a podcast and make that your blog content. We don't have to do things in one certain way. And that's what I love just freeing authors in that way. Like you can do your blog in the way that fits best with you and you know where you're at right now. And what I've been doing is I have been repurposing content from videos, putting that onto my podcast and then having it transcribed and putting the podcast with the transcription with the video on my blog. So, I mean, the options are limitless and it really just depends how you want to serve your audience And then what is easiest and best for you? What can you be consistent on? Because in my opinion, it's consistency. That's the biggest thing. Like if you have a blog and you're not going to be consistent on it, that's probably not the best option for you. Find something that you can be consistent on. You can deliver value. You can give amazing opportunities to serve your target audience and they will continue to come to you. So many great pieces here. I think that every listener should go to look at your blog because exactly what you talked about, you do. I mean, you've got some pieces that are just written, then you've used video, you've used audio. I mean, you've just really combined all different elements and it makes it much more exciting. It was like, oh my goodness, I want to go to this one. Oh, and I want to go to that one. So you really make it exciting. It's a good example for our listeners to look at. When you say consistent, how often do you blog and is there an optimum number of times? When you look at my blog, you might feel overwhelmed. It has been a process. I tell authors, okay, let's breathe and, you know, repeat after me, progress, not perfection. It's a process. It evolves over time. Your platform is going to keep building. It's a lifelong process, but Let's get some key things in place and then let's build a plan and a strategy to just keep adding one thing at a time or as you can. You don't have to do everything right now. So I just want to clarify that because when you look at my blog, you might feel overwhelmed, but I now have a team. I have grown and my business is now profitable to the place where I can hire a transcriptionist. I can hire a video and an audio editor. I can hire a VA. And so I'm at a place completely different than when I first started. 
you know, when I first started, it was different. And so now because I'm at a different place for me, my sweet spot is video. It's speaking. And I've always been a speaker before I was even a published author. I tend to write my books by recording audio and having them transcribed or dictating them. That's me. You may not be that way, and that is completely fine. So don't think that you have to do it the way I do it or that it has to be that way right now because it's been a process for me, and it definitely evolves over time. I now have a team, and so my goal is to do a live video broadcast around five times per week, have each of those broadcasts transcribed and edited and put onto my podcast, my blog, my YouTube channel. So I am doing a blitz (laughs) of content. I am a prolific content creator. That is a gift that God has given me. And I have a team now that can do it for me and I can get it out there. But when I say consistency, if you're going to do it once a week, do it once a week. If you're going to do it twice a month, do it twice a month. I would say you don't want to do it probably less than once or twice a month. But if you can commit to doing once a week, that would be amazing. Because I think if you can start giving weekly content to your tribe, and that's what I started with with my podcast. If you look back earlier on my blog, I was doing about once a week. Every Tuesday, I would give a new podcast. And that podcast was transcribed. It was put on my blog. So I would email my list, give them new content once a week. It was very consistent. So if you can commit to that, I think that is awesome. And one thing I love is batching content. I'm sure you do this too, Susan, where if you have a blog, you can set aside one or two days a month, get all your blog content done, schedule it, have it ready, and then forget about it the rest of the month. You have it done and you're not worrying every week like, okay, what am I going to do for my blog today? You have it scheduled, you have it done, and you get in the flow of writing. And so you just get it done and get it scheduled and not have to think about it later. Let's get practical with this scheduling. What do you use? What are some of the tools that you really like? For blogs, I just use the built-in WordPress scheduler. Is that what you're talking about for blog posts? Yes. When you say you batch everything up. So it's on WordPress and you're doing that through the WordPress and scheduling it that way. Okay. Yes. Yep. You just go into WordPress and there's a place to schedule it. And then you can do the same thing on YouTube. When you upload a video, you can either upload it as public, unlisted, or scheduled. Just choose scheduled. Choose the date that you want it to go live so you can batch your video content. You can do the same thing like Facebook has a built-in scheduler for your Facebook page. And then for social media, I personally right now am in love with Post Planner. (laughs) That is my tool that I'm in love with right now because I can not only schedule my posts, but I can schedule posts to my paid group, the weekly posts that I do. I can schedule recurring posts. So I have certain quotes. They're rescheduled for 24 months from now. So once I have two years worth of quotes in there, image quotes, they'll just keep repeating. People won't remember what I posted two years ago, you know, (laughs) and then it will just continue to market for me. On Twitter, you can market more than just posting it once or twice. And so those are some of the tools that I love. And a lot of the things that we use have built-in schedulers. So you can just create your content and schedule it. And then you don't have to be thinking about it for the rest of the week or the rest of the month. Personally, I schedule my social media on one day of the week and then that's done. And if I add other things throughout the week, I can do that. 
and I can engage on social media, but my regular posts that I do, they all get scheduled once a week. Fabulous. Video. You talked about video as being something that you really enjoy doing. Talk to us more about that because I know that some people get scared at the idea of ever being seen live on camera. So how do we get over some of those fears about the camera? There is a lot of fear when it comes to video. And that's why I think when you do video, it helps you to stand out because not many people actually will do it. So if you consistently broadcast, if you broadcast, especially if you broadcast live and offer really valuable content, you are going to stand out head and shoulders above so many other people in your niche. There was a a statistic. I've been on Periscope broadcasting since almost when it first launched last year, 2015. So I've been on live video broadcasting for over a year, very consistent, doing it very often. And I'm getting better because I've been doing it consistently, you know, (laughs) but there was a statistic. They said only 1% of all Periscope users broadcast only 1%. And there's millions of people on Periscope. And so the point is the fear holds most people back. That's why only 1% will broadcast live. So what I recommend and what I coach my authors to do, take out your smartphone because your smartphone is probably your best tool right now (laughs) for video. My iPhone, it records amazing video. I have a little microphone that I've purchased. It's called the Rode Lav, R-O-D-E. Lav, and you can get that on Amazon for like $70, I think. But you have your smartphone. And what I recommend is I understand the fear. So let's just say you start doing one or two minute videos that you record on your phone. They're not live. You don't even plan on publishing them, but you just start doing it to get comfortable. You just start talking into the video. Don't worry if you make a mistake, just keep going. And in your mind, don't put any pressure for performance or perfection because you're not going to plan on publishing these. I like to recommend that you start with the questions people are always asking you. So you can start just sharing that and sharing those tips and just get comfortable. So if you do that for 30 days, record a one or two minute video every day, by the end of 30 days, you will most likely be more comfortable creating videos, you will have taken a huge step because just the act of doing it every day and just getting used to watching yourself and hearing yourself, because that's one of the things. We are our worst critics, aren't we, Susan? Without any shadow of a doubt. (laughs) Oh, why did I say that? Or, oh, that was such a stupid look. Or that was dumb. Or, you know, you just have these thoughts. Let's admit it. We all have those stinking thinking and we critique ourselves and like, oh, that was bad or that. But just be very, very honest. In our culture right now, people value authenticity. If you look perfect, polished, and like you never make mistakes, they'll actually probably not be attracted to that as much if you are just real. And you, you can't edit out a live video. I think that's what scares a lot of people, but it's also what can really attract your tribe because they see you. They see you're authentic. They see who you are. They see you really know your stuff. I was on live video yesterday as part of a five-day author platform challenge, and I was teaching about finding your target audience. I ended up being on there 45 minutes. Normally, I try to keep my broadcast to 15 minutes, but I had so much information. I wanted to give them all the tips, the tools, everything, and I had like over 100 comments. People were having breakthroughs, ahas, and it was just amazing. And so my encouragement to you 
is just imagine what could happen if you break through this fear and you just start doing it. There's a quote, it says, action cures fear. (laughs) And so if you just start recording these videos once a day for 30 days, you don't even have to publish them. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about mistakes. Just keep going. And eventually, I think you'll find that you get more comfortable. I love it. I'm going to give that a try. (laughs) You should. Yes. How, if at all, are you monetizing through Periscope? Right now, I'm actually spending even more time on Facebook Live, but I'm also on Periscope as well. I've had people that have found me on Periscope. They've started attending my broadcasts consistently. And they will literally sign up to my paid coaching program directly from Periscope. Never been on a webinar, never been on anything else, but they get to know, like, and trust me. It's instant. Like, it's crazy how, like, it just breaks through all the barriers of marketing. And it just is very, very quick. So you have to have, obviously, products and services. You know, obviously, we have books, things like that to sell. Right now, I'm in the middle of doing a book launch on live video. So I'm, you know, showing my book, I'm teaching concepts from my book, and then I'm directing them where to buy my book. And so, you know, you can do that. One of the best things though, from Periscope or Facebook Live using live video is to have a call to action to sign up to your email list. So I'm a big, big fan of automation. Work smarter, not harder. And one of the things I have set up is my seven-day writing challenge. And it's at writingweek.com. If you sign up for that, I mean, it's an amazing challenge. It really, I mean, I give a ton of stuff away for free, a $27 software. I give all kinds of different um, formats of the writing journal. You get writing affirmation downloads, all this stuff. Well, anyways, it's a great, great thing for a lead magnet. But immediately after you sign up, you get an offer to join the full 30-day challenge for $10. Normally, it's $30, and you get a little discount. I can give amazing value, and I could be teaching on live video and say, I would love for you to join my free nonfiction writing challenge at writingweek.com. Go join me there. And there will be a percentage of every person that signs up will buy my $10 program. So that's another way to monetize. You're not even selling. You're offering something for free. But then on the thank you page, you're giving them a what is often called a tripwire, a small product. And then from there, I invite them into my webinar where then they can join my academy. And that's where you make your real money. Yeah, that's where I make a majority of my income. At this point, we still make a lot from book royalties, but I am, you know, as my business grows... That part of my business is growing the quickest. I love that feeder into that. It it just seems so natural and it, it just seems to flow for you. Great advice. So you're talking about this course. Uh, how do people get hold of you? Yes, the best place is at my website, ShellyHitz.com, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-H-I-T-Z.com. And my academy is AuthorAudienceAcademy.com. That's where I have group coaching. I'm active in my private Facebook group every day. And I just love that community and just teaching. I have new training every month and such as well. So your academy, is that a membership site? How does that work? Yes, it is. You know, when I was first going to launch, it was going to be a one-time fee. And I got some coaching from Shane and Jocelyn Sams over at fliplifestyle.com, and they really recommended I consider a membership model. Now, it's just like marketing. 
There are different things that are going to work best for different people. And not everyone likes the membership model. But I've been in internet marketing. I had a website online since 2004. I've been trying the passive income stuff and all of the like products and it just never clicked for me. But this model of the membership model, it fits my personality, my strengths, because I'm a networker, I'm an encourager, I'm a teacher. And it's just such a strong community of relationships and people who are just helping each other. And it's just an amazing thing. But what it also does is it gives me consistent income. So I have a pretty low churn rate, which churn rate is just the term for the people who leave your membership and the people who stay. So I have a pretty low churn rate. So what that means is it's giving me a very consistent steady income because my monthly memberships and my yearly memberships are, you know, people continue to stay. And so I really like that model. I'm so thankful that I got that coaching advice. It's so powerful to invest in coaching because many times it just can totally change the direction of where you were going. So it's an ongoing membership. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Monthly or yearly. A lot of super information for our listeners. And if you could leave our listeners with a golden nugget of information, what would that be? My golden nugget for you is to focus. There is really a thing of that bright, shiny object syndrome. (laughs) And it's so easy to go, oh, I need to be on Pinterest. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to go over to Facebook Live. I need to like find what are your strengths. I recommend Strength Finders 2.0. You can get the book online and then take the quiz or the assessment for free with a code in the book. Find what your strengths are and then focus on those strengths in your marketing. Focus, focus, focus. (laughs) That's what I've done over the last year and a half. My business income has doubled in the last two years, and it's all because I have found what my strengths are, and I have focused on that. That's why I focus on video. My strengths are communication and networking, and so live video works perfect for me, but that is my golden nugget. Find your strengths and then focus your marketing efforts on what you do best. Just keep going. Don't give up. Progress, not perfection. I knew you'd be great, but you were super. (laughs) (laughs) This has been an amazing session. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you all for taking precious time out of your day to listen to this interview. And I sincerely hope that it sparks some ideas you can use to sell more books. Here's wishing you much book marketing success. The time is now to take action and finally build your book-selling empire. And the great news is that Susan is here to help you. Visit bookmarketingmentors.com and sign up for a free 15-minute book marketing strategy session with Susan. She'll help you discover your first steps to marketing and selling your book. Only those who take action are rewarded, so visit bookmarketingmentors.com. And we'll see you again next week.